Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday and in my world, I think it's I think it's 11am for me right now. Wow. Uh, is that are you in the past or the future? I can't remember. You're in the. I'm, the... I'm in the past. I'm okay. living in the past, man. Living in the past, Johnny. That's always been. That's always what people say about you. Living in the past, man. Did, Living a dream. Who says that about me? Nobody. Absolutely them out. nobody. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They better not, or else I'll come forward from the past. I'll do wow. an opposite Terminator. Oh shit! I'll come with worse weapons, less technology. Wow. And 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 some spicy uh, words to them. Some spi- yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm known for. Vengeful. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Love it. Yeah. How are you? What what's going on? I, f- I hear we've got a beer festival coming up, Johnny, this summer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We we do have a beer festival. That was that was a neat. That there was mm. no way of seg in there whatsoever. Um, but yes, we have a beer festival. It's been on sale for uh, a week. Yeah. And we have sold a third of all our tickets. Mate, that's not bad, yeah. is it, in a week? It's hey, not, it's not bad at all. So people so, need to get a, get a jog on. Don't yeah, don't yeah. be living in the past. No. There we go, we got there, we found it. Yeah, yeah, um, like it. yeah, so if you missed last week's podcast, we have launched a festival to celebrate our 10th anniversary. It is happening at the wonderful Hackney Brewery on the uh, 16th of September, 2023. Amazing. Uh, starting at 6pm, although there is a secret... Uh, early party for Patreons, so now's your now's the time to join Patreon, people, if you want to join us for a small, intimate version of the festival for a few hours beforehand. Um, yeah. We've got uh, well, we're working on ten collaborations. We're up to up to seven collaborations now confirmed. Damn, it's pretty good, isn't it? Can so we, we can, can we, we can... announce some of these? Can we tell people some of them? Yeah, at least? well, so we've already announced Omnipoyo, Beak, Dude. and Verdant. Amazing. Yeah. We can now add. Uh, there's one. There's one that's like 100 percent confirmed. In that, like we're talking dates, yeah. um, and that is Siren. Whoa, love it. Um, so we're going to be brewing a big old. We're torn between a, a West Coast IPA and like a, a Heady Topper clone. Uh, I mean, my my money's on the Heady Topper clone. To be honest, <laughs> I, uh, I feel like because they've yeah. tried to make those kind of beers before, yeah. and very hard to make. We can find yeah. somebody else to do something. Well, we actually beak. We're doing a, a, a west coasty, um, west coasty beer. So nice. th- there's going to be plenty of bitterness, but also, of course, with verdant, plenty of juice um, for for the IPA fans out there. Um, but yeah, so th- there's lots more to announce. Oh, and of course, sorry, Hackney Brewery. We yeah, will be so doing a collaboration yeah, we'll with, yeah. um, and and that one uh, that's going to be a sour. 
Oof, that's exciting. And and we're on the verge of confirming another brewery that's going to make uh, Hackney make very sensible, refreshing summer sours. Yeah, uh, we're on the verge of confirming with a very silly sour oh, producer, um, something love a bit nonsensey. Yeah. Great, love nonsense, Johnny. Yeah. Welcome to the nonsense show. So, uh, <laughs> and the nonsense festival, although it's called the Love and Beer Juice. Festival, should have yeah, been I don't know. Love and Beer and Nonsense. Oh yeah, um, great stuff. But I can't wait. Yeah, man. So you, it's so good. It, it's going to be amazing. Uh, there's going to be pizza. There's going to be snacks. There's going to be bottle shares of rare and old stuff. I think there'll be some aged all Val and Monster Munch thrown in, um, and hopefully some stands from uh, other food producers, beer producers, different bits like that to keep you entertained. Um, and juggling, yeah, tickets are available. Juggling, Johnny. Jug- fire, juggling only fire if you burn. eaters. No, we haven't got fire eaters. Sadly, unless anyone's listening who is a juggler of a of a good level or a fire uh, eater. You- yeah, I mean, if you're if you've got circus tricks, bring them. <laughs> Unicycle, I'd love, I'd love a unicycling. What is it with unicycles? I don't. Have I mentioned unicycles before? Yeah, have I? Oh, I, I used think to a like, couple of times. A, there was a Super Nintendo game which was a, a you were a unicycle, and it was a bit like Sonic the well, Hedgehog. Not even somebody riding on a no, unicycle. No, no, you no, were no, a no. unicycle. Yeah, it was like a Pixar style unicycle. Where the the little seat was his face, and it like kind I'm of picturing like, like the paperclip from Word, but no, it was well even... cool. I can't remember what it was. It's called like Uni Rally or something. It was so fast. Um, I was, I mean, I was maybe ten years old when this was about. Uh, but if I was, you know, if I was into psychedelic drugs as a ten year old, and I and I was watching and playing Uni Rally, I think I would have lost my mind because it was so no, nobody's buying fast this fast and psychedelic. It was just amazing. What you meant was, was when amazing. I was really into drugs, age ten. No, and definitely I lost my... <laughs> not. Definitely not. I was, I was teetotaler. Uh, but um, yeah, uni rally. Maybe that's why I had a friend Owen. Well, I have a friend Owen who I believe learnt to unicycle when we were younger. But I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him unicycle. But uh, I bet at art school they were all unicycling in, weren't they? Um, like well, the, 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 of... the cycle park could fit twice as yeah, many bikes because it, is... it was all one wheeled. Yeah quite nathan barley-esque um <laughs> yeah i don't know about unicycles i did used to my first job when i left art school uh and i worked at um a, a design agency with one other person who was the boss it's like a startup design agency uh we had this whole floor it was uh it was it was it was it was in jamie oliver land but it was before it was owned by jamie oliver this place and i used to ride a 1980s rally burner mark ii around the office in the office on the parquet floor um just for for shits and giggles just for like it was proper nathan just while barley you were brainstorming shit. coming yeah. up with nathan barley-esque ideas yeah i just had it yeah. at the office like this but this bmx bike and just used to ride it around it's great wish i guess when there aren't many desks yeah can... yeah we had a bit of space <laughs> back then so uh <laughs> yeah it was it was quite fun uh, but never, never a unicyclist have I been. Although, you know, not bad at rollerblading, uh, if I say so myself. Although I haven't done I think it. Rollerblading's a bit easier than years. the unicycle, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way easier. I reckon people that unicycle probably have to have like a six pack. It's, it seems like it's Gotta all core. Good core. Yeah. It's core, isn't it? It's just, yeah. it just has to be rock hard, like just sort of like just super sturdy mid. Um, just to yeah, kind don't of go keep... to the gym, people. Just yeah, yeah. Unicycle. Just get a unicycle. 
Yeah, like the people that sit on the giant balls that um, they're like yoga <laughs> balls, or whatever. They they sit on those every day, and uh, I reckon they probably have a similar effect. Um, I'm tailing off, Johnny. I'm tailing off. T- save I, us. You're, you're, save you're, you're us. running out of unicycle material, are you? Yeah, I was just I was just thinking back to the three hour film that I went to watch last night, um, which was oh mental. Oh, good. Uh, called Bo is Afraid. Um, and it starred Joaquin Phoenix, ostensibly That's... as a man with incredibly bad anxiety who didn't want to leave his flat. But it's it's really weird. I really enjoyed the first third of it, and I was laughing hysterically with my, my buddy Ollie. Uh, to to pretty deadpan crowd, no one was really laughing at it. Very, very dark sense of humour. Uh, it's the guy that made Hereditary and Midsommar, which are oh, like right, yeah. kind of um, sc- sort of Scandi-esque uh, horror genre. But this is like, it's mental. It's, it's totally mental. So it's three it's hours three, of Yakko and Phoenix wigging out. Three hours of him wigging out, mate. Yeah, there's a oh, bit wow. where there's a dude who's totally, like, it's, he's, he's like watching the news and he's like scared of everything. And it's saying that the naked stabber is around this area and he goes outside and he sees this this old dude with his willy out covered in blood <laughs> with a knife he just starts running at him uh and then the, like it's like super frenetic camera work um it's mental the whole thing is totally bonkers i kind of want to say go and watch it but um three hours is a long time i really enjoyed the first hour second hour was meh third hour was was uh, a bit of a cheap trick, I think. Uh, not to spoil it for anyone, but um, yeah, it was interesting. I, and I think that's what cinema should be about and podcasts make them interesting, random. Yeah, anxiety. But as someone who suffers with anxiety, I was watching it thinking, kind of like get this, but also it's it's so extreme that it's just like yeah, debilitating anxiety he has, but. Um, yeah, it was, an, it was an interesting watch, Johnny. Talking of anxiety, how are you doing with like zero sleep? <laughs> I was just, I was waiting. I was going to be like, like, well, <laughs> everyone buy tickets to our festival. Yeah, yeah. Um, end plug. Uh, <laughs> end plug. Yeah, I don't know how yes. I went to that from the festival, but there you go. Uh, no, nobody does. I mean, it was yeah. years ago now that yeah, that, yeah. that that transitioned. Mm. Um, actually, on the plane to America, just briefly to segue, I. Um, I watched Whiplash for the first time. Yeah, it's good. It's really Whip- good. I was blown away by. I yeah, thought it was great. absolutely brilliant. And another, yeah. I also watched Casablanca for the first time because let's oh, be wow. honest, cool. not a lot of great films on flights. A lot of films now, but barely hallmark comedy quality. No. Um, but yeah, I, I watched Casablanca for the first time. Thought that was bloody amazing as well. Some it's of the acting, re- yeah, very stiff a... in those days, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, a bit more. Well, it's a different time. It's the golden age of Hollywood, wasn't it? But that's yeah. that's on a lot of film lists. That's number one. Um, as yeah, the it's pretty amazing. It's just they they all seem to like be wearing back braces the whole time and can't turn and <laughs> turn their necks. Yeah, um, but it, yeah, it was kind of incredible. It was interesting to have like a movie based in the war, mm. based in Morocco, mm. turbulent times, and have almost no violence no, there, no. There, there's a guy shot at the end spoiler alert but um that that's kind of it whereas if it if they remade casablanca 
I bet there'd be bar fights and war. There'd be planes overhead. It would be it would be a very very 100%. different approach to what is quite a simple love story. Yeah, with a twist. I I saw talking of like uh, <laughs> talking of movies and video games. Seg- segwaying back into video games, Johnny. I read this little thing today about um, Street Fighter the movie and how um, Jean Claude Van Damme was having an affair with one of the other people in it. I don't know if it was Kylie or one of the other ladies. Um, And apparently he was doing, instead of learning his lines, he was doing like £10,000 worth of cocaine every day um, and having an affair. And the bad guy, M. Bison, was actually dying. The actor was dying while they were filming it. So I was like, that's that's crazy. No wonder why it's such a bad film. Um, <laughs> a lot else so going bad. on. It's so right. bad. But um, yeah, I was just thinking back to Super Nintendo video games and sort of vaguely war-y type films. And it just popped into my head. But I, I love that you can go from Casablanca to Street Fighter without blinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah, war films. I, yes, Casablanca. <laughs> I didn't read who the who he was having an affair with. I'm I'm presuming it was Kylie because she was gorgeous, but it could have been somebody else. It could have been Blanca, I suppose. Uh, don't know who played Blanca. Who played Blanca? He was he was green. Was he was he in it? I don't even remember. I'm presuming I, I Blanca was in it. I I couldn't name. It? No, of course I haven't. Oh right, okay. I didn't even know there was a, a Street Fighter film. Oh yeah. Blown away. When you say yeah, Kylie, yeah. do you mean Kylie Minogue? Yeah, mate. Kylie Minogue's in it. Was, yeah, it was in a Street Fighter movie. Yes, the Street Fighter movie. Yes, she's playing. So that's quite a departure from yeah. Neighbours or being a pop star. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to stop you there, Brad. Go on. <laughs> no, I just have to stop you. <laughs> Can we talk about you going to America? I'm really jealous. Yeah, that was that was the plan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> that was the plan. Um, oh my, <laughs> my camera rig just collapsed. That's interesting. I'll rescue Oof. that later. Um, yes. So I was in America um, this week. I was in Chicago and St. Louis. I did some things that craft beer geeks would massively approve of such as visiting side project nice and i did some things that some beer geeks wouldn't approve of such as the budweiser tour no 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 nice no. nice i mean I you mean, sent me some photos it looked pretty nice yeah, yeah i can recommend the budweiser tour to anybody it is uh i mean the scale of it is insane but the beauty of it mm-hmm. is insane like you know bud is obviously an iconic brand and, and a, a beautiful brand um and that sort of extends their their uh, um, attention to detail and marketing and just the way they looked goes all the way back to Adolphus Bush, the guy that founded it. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, everything they did was beautiful. Like there's a great quote. So I got to dig into the archives. This is for, for book research. Um, and there, there's some wonderful quotes of, of like Adolphus Bush's brief to, to the architect. Um, his name I forget. Uh, he, he tragically died young, so he didn't get to have the impact he was going to, but he was amazing. Um, sort of just saying, I want this to be the most beautiful brewery in the world. Um, and they spent insane, insane amounts of money to make it this gorgeous, like, um, is it Roman Revival, I think? Uh, but Red Roman Revival? Brewery. Wow. It's, yeah, I'm looking at it now. I mean, it's like a sort of cathedral to beer, isn't it?
This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London craft beer festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Yeah, a red, red brick cathedral to yeah. be. And it is a bit like Guinness. It's like many, many city blocks. It's absolutely vast. And like yeah. in the brewery, there are chandeliers and there are uh, columns that are gold-plated. This is Sick. the Sick. level of, uh, yeah. That's like bug, the most blinging brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, although they, well, no, they were pretty rich by then. They were, they were doing pretty well. Once Budweiser uh, came out, they were kind of laughing quite quickly because mm. um, they, they invented American pale lager, which is why I was there. And well, I was looking at the fortunes of German immigrants in the Midwest. I promise you the book will be more interesting than that sounds. Uh, it's talking about how basically Germans built American beer culture. Um, because, yeah, uh, amazing factoid I've thought about while writing this book. So Miller, Coors, Budweiser, um, uh, Schlitz, uh yingling shiner all these like big like multinational or national or regional american brands all of the famous ones they are all uh, pabs blue ribbon all founded by german immigrants every single one wow and if you look at the early rosters of who was employed there for decades afterwards pretty much all german immigrants working for them as well like Interesting. it's it's incredible um so why, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating. Why do they? Why do they all make such shitty beer now then? Joy. Well, because of because of because of Budweiser success. Um, the the main reason I'm giving away my book now, but the main reason is essentially American six row malt, not as good as as European yeah. two row. They were getting hazy beer, so they were managing to brew paler and paler beer. They'd learned that from the UK and and from from Central Europe, but all their beer they were struggling to get it crystal clear and beautiful like the Europeans, and that was because the six row has more protein in it. Harder to make it drop out of suspension. Um, so they started adding adjuncts to make sure that it was clear, which was rice or corn. Uh, corn was easier to brew with, but tasted of corn. Rice was harder to brew with, but didn't taste of anything and made it lighter and brighter and crisper. Um, so that's kind of why Budweiser, along with the incredible technology that they use, like, you know, Adolphus like, went to the lectures of Pasteur and visited Carlsberg and all this kind of stuff. Um Along with that, he he basically made the best rice lager, and rice was better than corn. So uh, they they then. brought a, a sort of German efficiency and engineering and embrace and lager technology and, and lager yeast yeah, and tradition, yeah. everything to America, and just yeah. absolutely dominated. And they even brought like the beer gardens. They started planting trees over the beer garden over the cellars to be cool, so people would start drinking the beer gardens. But the I mean the American natives who sorry, not the American natives, the English essentially who were there already, uh did not take kindly to the Ameri- to the Germans for a long time. So there's quite a bit about that as well in the book. Um I think it was just jealousy just watching the Germans hanging out with their families and drinking in the beer gardens while the Americans were drinking shitty bootleg whiskey in dark saloons and spitting at each other. Hmm. Um 
the book's going to be a little bit less biased and a little more, a little bit, <laughs> a little yeah. bit more interesting than that. But uh, yeah, so that's what I was doing. But obviously, I mean, uh, I had amazing beer, met lots of people. I bumped into while before, exploring. Be- before oh, sorry, Johnny. Before yeah. what everyone's really waiting for. Did you go to the gift shop and did you buy me a beach towel? That there were no beach towels, no Budweiser beach towels. I'm afraid. Are you kidding me? What? Yeah. My wife asked for a Budweiser tank top, and there were no. Well, there was one Budweiser tank top, and it wasn't very good. Well, she can buy one of our B Weiser ones. Ex- ex- exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, she's she's got a hoodie, I think, already. But yeah, yeah. so yeah, the gift shop uh, d- did not yield the results. You could have oh, had a, a Michelob one, I think it was. Uh, Maybe it was a Bush see. Light one. Not just, so magical. No. What they had those as beach towels, ones. but not Bud. That's well, but Budweiser is a brand now. Yeah. You know, Bud Light overtook it and is dwarfs it. But I've seen, I've definitely seen a beach towel, which is the label of the Budweiser beer, which is undoubtedly yeah. a beautiful design. Yeah, but they, but they, you know, that mm. that brand. I'm not saying it's dying, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. brand is not half as interesting to people as it used to be. Bud no. Light is the one they push, so the blue, they might have reduced Light, their yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, I think probably they want to associate Bud Light with beaches, and probably Budweiser with like I don't know, like dive bars and like cool urban places for Bud. Maybe. And then is Bud it, Light is it, the. Does it have a sense that it might become cool at some point, like PBR? Budweiser. Uh, I think Budweiser's too big it's to too do big. to do what Pabs yeah. did. Yeah. That's because I mean, yeah, they're like the underdog, I suppose, aren't they? So. Yeah, kind of. Although they, you know, they they were and are still one of the biggest breweries huge, in America. Huge. Um, uh, but yeah, sorry. so I explored lots of other non-macro breweries. Yeah. Um, at one, um, so I was very kindly taken round by uh, the owner of STL Beer, which is a non-profit that sort of promotes uh, breweries in St. Louis. And he took me to a place called Earthbound. I had a tasty American brown, and was shown they they've got. We think they're the only brewery in St. Louis that still has access to the natural cellars that were underneath St. Louis. Like an amazing little accident. All the Germans came, and then there were cellars, so some more Germans came. So we were exploring that. It's incredible. Um, I'll, I'll put it on the uh, Instagram stories. I I'm looking at photos of the cellars as we speak. There you go. What do you there mean you natural cellars? I can see that they are they are um, they're, they're definitely Bricked not. And... Okay. Yeah, well, so they'd, they'd have gone down to these cellars and... Yeah. Well, no, they've 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 fin- finished them off and made them safe, right? So, so there were natural caves under there that they've oh, they gone work- in. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, caves. yeah, and they've made right, it safe right. to be working in. Um, yeah, because they've you know, vo- like vaulted vaulted ceilings. Very yeah, cool looking. Yeah, you can get I married like there the... now if anybody wants to get married really? at Earthbound in a cave. In a cave, right. yeah, not a lot of natural light, but it, it's no. a pretty cool space. Um, in but yeah, way, while right? while visiting the there, exactly, exactly. Bumped into Carla. Who was in our New England documentary? No way. Yeah, that's yeah. So she, she was there for a conference. She's a, uh, uh, <laughs> I I can't think of a better way of putting this. Like a space scientist. Uh, Is she like works with NASA or for NASA or, or something? Okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. Amazing. Um, she was there for a conference and then obviously was exploring the beer scene as well while she was there. Yeah. Um. So bumped into her. Uh, we went to Side Project, had a wonderful time there. I've brought us back two delicious mixed firm beers, so we can do a hype, uh, a hype trainer episode on Side Project. Sick. Um, but I already know they're going to be worth it. Like, I, I had it was a Rewaka dry hopped like mixed firm pale, so it's it about six percent. 
like so limey, but also like honeyed and and multi um, wheaty, it, like crazy refreshing, crazy limey, but also deliciously complex, like little oaky notes and obviously lots of brett. It was just like pineapple brett. It was just just you know the best wild ale i've had in a long long time it was really really special awesome um and i had a great cherry beer which i've brought back for you to try because it was delicious as well um and i went to dovetail in chicago which was amazing that is a that is a space you would love brad um particularly because their their coloring is is a lovely yellow a bit like our beer school book and it's everywhere it's all it's all lovely sort of yellow and beautiful likes it's an old warehouse and then oak barrels and then they just make like all open fermented lagers and hefeweizens and spontaneous beer. Everything goes through the cool ship. It's just, it's a beautiful, amazing place. Oh, I'm seeing. I'm incredible. looking at photos of the the tanks that are bright yellow. Yeah, the bright yellow tanks. Yeah, I yeah, saw them. I was like, Brad would love this. Got a tiled floor that's like a sort of beehive esque somehow because it's got those lovely hexagon tiles, but yeah, little interspersed yellow tiles. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it's, it's amazing. So you were so side projects is just in Missouri. So what? Yeah, what, it's got what states. Two, did you go in? Uh, just Illinois and Missouri. So I got wow. the train down, yeah. but Illinois is quite long. Um, yeah. And actually, St. Louis. I think if you go over the other side of the river, you're back in Illinois. So it's right on the border. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's split by that whatever that river is. You would know. Yeah, well, like like all these American towns, like St. Louis Missis- looks like a massive mate, place, that's but it's freaking a... Mississippi River. I didn't even realize. Yeah, wow, yeah, man. Cool. So you roll over the Mississippi on the train and you've oh, got wow. on the right, you've got that incredible yeah. arch that St. Right. Louis is famous for. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. on the left, you've got the Budweiser factory. It's quite like everybody on the train is like craning their necks going, which one do I look at? Yeah. When you say um, the arch, do you mean the big like bubble thing? The big chromey thing? Well, that's in. No, sorry. That's that's, Chicago, that's Chicago. Go- Google arch? St. Louis arch, mate. That's going to blow your mind. St. Louis arch. Okay. This is. Uh... <laughs> I don't know how this is working on a podcast. Hopefully everyone's still <laughs> listening. Well, hopefully people I know the St. Louis stuff. Arch. It's pretty famous. St. Louis Arch. I don't think it's... Is it, Johnny? Because it's not coming up. I can't spell, though, so I've probably spelled St. Louis wrong. Uh, have you spelled St. Louis? L-O-U-I-S. Yeah, and, and the Arch isn't coming up. Oh, hang on. It's auto-corrected to project. What the hell? Why did it do that? Anyway... This is I great podcasting. I know the arch. I know the arch. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. I wouldn't have known so, yeah. it was there, though, to be honest. Oh, right. You just knew there was an arch that size somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was something... Oh, I can't remember. There's some factoid about how they managed to build that and connect the two halves together because they they built them from each side, obviously, upwards, and then it like arches over right, yeah. because it's an arch. Yeah, that scaffolding must have been <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can go it, up in it, can't you? Yeah, yeah, you can. I, I didn't have time, but you can. And it's, yeah. it's hun, hun, like 200, 200 meters tall, I think. So it is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> it's like going past it on the train, it looks like. Do you know what it reminded me of? You know the ships in Arrival? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it had yeah. that kind of like epic. Yeah. Monolithic I don't know. It just felt like an alien thing. thing and it yeah, just reminded yeah. me of, of Arrival. I mean, I, yeah. I, uh, I can't. It, it, I, I didn't expect to be impressed and I didn't go anywhere near it, but it's just like, holy crap, that's bigger than most of the buildings in St. Louis. It is that ginormous. Is, does look wild. It looks totally wild. It looks like yeah. a total waste of uh, 
energy. <laughs> like, sort Mate, of it's got mid- 4.7 on Google, it's like to what Millennium, I'm at, so. Millennium Domesque, isn't it? It's a sort of like a big <laughs> yeah, project a that they've made. You build it and then go, right, what's, what was this for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except it's not even a frigging dome. They can't put anything under it. Um, although I guess it's just a big park, isn't it? So, yeah, nice. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Great, man. Um, anyway, <laughs> managed to not talk about beer again. So, yeah, went to Dovetail, went to... Um, I went to Pilot Project, which is a, a brewery incubator. So essentially like mm. a contract brewery for new brands where I tried some beers from Flora Brewing, a great homebrew uh, homebrew YouTube channel run by Sarah and um, had to, had a lovely West Coast IPA from for, uh, from her. Um, although she's having to change the name of the brewery because there is quite a famous brewery in America with Flora in the name. So that's, that's throwing a spanner mm. in the works. So yeah. by the time... By the time she she gets some proper distribution, she'll have a different name. But we'll we'll let people know what that name is. Um, where else did I go that was that was great? Oh, Middlebrow, which tiny Middlebrow. brewery? It, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't like quite know. Left, well, Middlebrow Bungalow right. is the full name. Oh, weird. Okay, is there anything to do with eyebrows and having a unibrow like the, not, in the not, middle of not the brow? Not that I could. It could or be it like high like or low German... brow, like somewhere in the middle. Okay, so it's like a like a German brow, like a meaning broy kind of thing yeah no or no no like 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 an eyebrow like, yeah but like if you say highbrow that's yeah, not yeah, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. spelled b-r-a-u that's just how we've done it for funnies yeah you're talking to a dyslexic person here johnny right yeah. i just wasn't yeah. sure if uh, it was a joke or what i just, I, I, I don't name. i don't know there were no allusions to eyebrows while i was there no so I, i'm assuming it's trying to be like not highbrow not lowbrow, because like, it did like natural wines and craft beers brewed on site and had a, a really nice like Schwartz beer and incredible pizza, like Ooh. really untraditional but Neapolitan base. I had the, it was called the adult cheese, which nice. was, was basically a normal margarita, but with, with a lot more cheese and then so much Parmesan. It was, it was outrageous. Why is it um, adult cheese? I was expecting you to say blue cheese or something like something a bit. Well, I, th- I think because parmesan, parmesan in great quantities is probably going to put a child off because of the butyric acid element. And, yeah, a bit. Yeah, I guess so. It's a bit I funky. Know, isn't it? Parmesan's great. Um, um, that, isn't uh, it a shame, Johnny, that we've we've progressed to the point as a society where you you can't really buy the sort of freeze dried parmesan sprinkles. Can you not? Get. I assumed it was there, but we'd all just stop looking. I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen it in years. Maybe it is still there, but we're like. I we reckon it's still there. Because I feel like that. That in a pinch, that could be all right on <laughs> stuff. You know, I, I like, want more than a pinch. But um, like it, what I mean is, like, as we've gone through a global pandemic and everything was hard to get stuff, I sort of assessed what I might put in my larder. And I thought, I'm not sure on the Craft Beer Channel we can be singing the praises of heavily processed <laughs> fake Italian cheese. Is it fake? Is it fake? It's not fake cheese though, is it? It's just like freeze dried or something and sort of put, like made into uh, tiny. Do, do you know? What? I don't know, and we've done enough googling on this episode yeah. already. Yeah, but maybe yeah, next yeah. week I'll come at you with how they make mm. what is essentially powdered, yeah, just, mature it, Italian cheese. It would just bring me back to a time in my life, Johnny, where I genuinely enjoyed eating a pizza hut we've yeah. all been there we, we were all there with you anymore i mean it was no. great in my childhood it was the best thing ever pizza hut fun factory do you remember the fun factory with the ice cream i think it was called oh fun yeah factory. yeah we are, like it's why right. whenever i walk into a place in fact i'll tell you very recently i was reminded of it when i was at center parks oh 
Yeah, go on. They had ice cream machines in the... Uh, God, was it in the Mexican place that had the robot? Oof. I think it was. But they were uh, they were out of order. Oh, the classic, yeah. like... Uh... Oh, wait, it was in the American bar. It was in the American ah. bar. They had them. They had, like, four of them. And wow. my heart leapt and then sunk. <laughs> it was... I had heart whiplash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's something quite magical as a child being given the responsibility to... To pull your own ice cream. Yeah. And then to choose your own treats on top. To curl it, put all the sprinkles and whatever on it. Amazing. And you'd amazing. always put chocolate on it and then break your teeth. Yeah, the like chocolate always that goes hard chocolate. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to froze, freeze chocolate. Um, anyway, what, beer. Back to beer, back to beer, back to beer, back to beer. <laughs> um, so I had great pizza at Middlebrow. I recommend mm-hmm. anybody that goes, goes. Um, I also went, Should- I had great food at Green... Green meat, sh- no, green street meat or meat green street, green, green meat street greens. Isn't mean green street a football thug movie with like Danny Dyer or someone in it? Uh, that's it. out of my wheelhouse. That's way out of my wheelhouse. I think it's a football hooligan movie. But I'm, I'm glad you've managed to find another way to drag me away from beer again. Yeah, yeah. So hang on, but Judy, did you eat any Chicago style pizza? Deep dish? I did. Okay. I did. I had well. See, well, that's a bone of contention to the Chicagoans because they don't really eat deep dish. They tell me not deep dish. Well, it's upside down, though. It's like they, they have the sauce on top. No, that's just deep dish or pie. So okay. I had a deep dish and it was good. You know what? What you lack in a deep dish is the caramelization of the cheese. I think that's why some people don't necessarily like it. They put parmesan on top. It gets but it's down not the sides, the no? Doesn't it get down the sides? The the bit of cheese you get the cheese crust. And the kind of well, like, it depend, depends on the place, but yeah, you're still like not going to caramelize much. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. You know, you because it's too wet underneath the uh, underneath the, uh, wet. the tomatoes. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, I, I'm with you now. It's yeah. underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. places they like put like parmesan on top as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They they do that as well, but it's not That's maybe it's not as Detroit style where you get the amazing. No, Detroit crusty. is tray where the yeah, cheese is on top. But you you get the crusty. Uh, caramelizing cheese. Well, it's a raised crust instead of a short crust. Yeah, I did a lot of research into pizza for a year and beer book. So mm-hmm. Detroit, you'll get like like a thick, doughy crust. Deep deep dish is basically pastry. It's like it's a quiche, dense, isn't but it? it's yeah, pizza. It's, yeah, it's real dense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it was good, but like Chicagoans and another tradition they have is called tavern style pizza. Yeah, which is I've those giant them. round ones yeah, that are sliced thin. in squares. Yeah, yeah, and that comes from uh, eating in the taverns where that would be free food on the bar. So it'd be like small things that you could hold, like napkin-sized slices that you'd eat while you have your beer, and the pizza would be free to keep you drinking, keep you there. Mm-hmm. And so that's become a tradition. Um, so yeah, ate a lot of pizza in Chicago uh, and nice. some barbecue. Uh, didn't actually have barbecue in St. Louis, which is famous for the barbecue. Um, instead, I had a schnitzel at a oh. great brewery called Urban Chestnut in St. Louis that make great lagers, have an amazing big beer hall, um, and they'll they'll probably be featuring the book as well because that's heavily Germanic and they have a brewery in Germany because the the, the Braumeister is uh, German and he used cool. to work at AB InBev, okay. so he he knows how to produce consistent beer um, mm. and made made really great beer. Um, went to a cool place called Civil Life that was like pretty English ale focused but when people take british people there and they're all excited about it um 
And I was like, great, a, a, a kegged ESB, a kegged porter. <laughs> I was a bit like, okay, <laughs> th- these aren't how I'd present these styles, but actually their American brown was exceptionally good. I had two American browns. What a world. Nice. That is, that um, is unusual. Yeah. 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 Great. So yeah, that, that was my trip. But it was, of course, the highlight was meeting Doug Velicki. Yeah, man. Doug. Otherwise known as the beer aficionado slash yeah. beer crunchers, depending Love on your, your Doug era. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I met him at Revolution, which is the biggest independent brewery in Illinois. Um, and they have a great... Uh, actually, well, they have a great IPA called Antihero. My favourite was Infinity Hero, which is their... Uh, depends on what you, you could call it. Mountain style or California style or hazy IPA, not New England IPA, whatever it is. It's the bitter, less thick, but still hazy, juicy IPA. Hmm. Um, and that's what we drink in the video. And it's an amazing beer. They use Nectaron and Strata, I think. It's a great beer. Um, and we chatted about the state of the market, about the role of marketing in beer, because obviously so many of his videos are stupid marketing guy uh, being annoying to the brewer. Um, he's a TikToker, by the way. Sorry, in case people didn't know. Uh, does like humorous TikToks as well as being the head of marketing for Revolution. Um, and we had a great chat, and that's going to be hopefully next week's video. Um because I didn't finish the Budvar this week. I'm not going to finish it next week because I want to get it right because um, it's going to be special when it goes. So I'm taking my time over it. But yeah, man. great chat with Doug is coming inbound next week. Um, amazing. I was just thinking about probably the plight of TikTokers in America because it's getting banned in certain states, I believe. Uh, I don't know whether it's confirmed. They're definitely talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, 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 it's been it's definitely been banned uh by the use of federal employees. They're not allowed to use TikTok. Yeah. Uh cuz probably spyware or whatever. Because um, of the supposed security risk of it being Chinese owned, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting one that. So he's he's also I mean I've I know him from Instagram. But is he bit he's massive on TikTok then, is he? Yeah, he's uh, like 40,000, 50,000 followers on TikTok. Nice, um, nice. Pro- probably similar on, on Instagram. And then he has his more businessy focused uh, blog, Beer Cruncher, which is, yeah. is, is also great. I mean, his point of view is very, very much from a large independent brewery, which means I think if you want to learn a lot, if, it's, it's for people who are looking for growth in the craft beer industry, which is why I wanted to talk to him sort of about as much as I, w- I love to talk to him about his his videos, also to talk to him about what it's like to be an ambitious brewery in the current market, because you know everybody's in decline essentially, and you know what the future looks like and how marketing plays a role, despite being very much seen as kind of the enemy. Like, because he also he used to be CFO, like chief financial officer, so he's both the accountant and the marketer, the two most maligned jobs mm. in in the brewing industry. Um, wow. But he's also a massive beer geek and, and a, a, a super great marketer. So um, he was he was good to chat to about the tensions between accountancy, brewing, and marketing. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good video, I think. I'm a big fan of his little skits. Did you recreate any little skits? We we did it. A little part of me thought I should just <laughs> just before we started filming put put a baseball cap on backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if anybody's ever seen me in a baseball cap backwards, uh, well, nobody wants to see that because uh, it makes oh, my forehead look even higher oh, than it does already. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so, mate. 
Have, have, um, you, have I ever worn it backwards no, for you? No, that sounds no, no, like no. a weird thing. But, Just trying uh, to be supportive. Oh, thanks, friend. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate right. you. Yeah, I appreciate you too. It's good to have you back <laughs> in the country, Johnny. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was brief. It was, it was uh, six days. Six days, two of which were traveling. Got stuck at yeah. Luton, Luton uh, Station last night. Fun. Lots of very angry people. We were there Bloody for just over an station. hour. Yeah, it's rubbish. Yeah, terrible station. Mm. Um, and also, I, did, I don't usually have to come via Luton. We got diverted and then just left for an hour while the bus didn't turn up. It was, uh, yeah, that was the longest part of the trip. God. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a real, a real high finish, you know. <laughs> Chicago, St. Louis, uh, Luton Car Park. The, the beers made it back all right, though. That's the main thing. The the beers did survive, yeah. Nice. Uh, nice you nice. kind of when when you're transporting wild ales, mm-hmm. you know from the moment you see it on the belt because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can smell the breath from a long way away if it, if it's gone wrong, and I know that from experience. Um, actually, the worst one was vice beer. I tried to transport some vice beer from Germany once, and um, that exploded. And I mean, everyone must have thought I was like smuggling bananas. <laughs> banana man, uh, yeah. Banana man, yeah. Um, Right. Anyway, uh, we managed to talk about beer for a little bit there, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. That went did all right. I, did I tell you, Johnny, we've got a beer festival? You should probably go and buy no. some tickets to it. T- um, tell me about this beer festival. Well, it's on the 16th of September. And With, without we... referencing Yaquin Phoenix's yeah, 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 yeah. latest works. Oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to. 16th of September, <laughs> Johnny. We're going to, if you're a Patreon, we're going to have a little pre party. It's going to be great. We're going to have loads of collab beers from all of our favorite breweries from around the world. Um, and we're going to have some some aged Val there, some pickled onion monster lunch there. Me and Johnny are going to be there. It's going to be great. It's going to be absolutely spectacular. Hackney Brewery. Uh, we've sold a third of the tickets already in a week. So if you want to come and join us, go and get some tickets before they sell out. Go get them now. It's, it starts at 6pm. It's £18, and that gets you your first pour. The pour varies in size depending on whether it's, say, the pastry stout from Omnipollo or the, the tasty little session sour from Hackney. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it gets you your first drink in there. Uh, and, yeah, there'll be free bottle shares throughout the night. Uh, obviously hosted by me and or Brad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, grab tickets there. Um, I hope... Uh, you can forgive me for not uploading this week, but we will be back on schedule next week with some great stuff. And of course, our Budvar Epic, which still needs to lose about 15 minutes of content, I think, to be ready. But Oof. it's going to be, it's only going to get better. You know, as you shave these things down, they get more structured. Yeah, structured. Not hey. balanced, structured. Not balanced. Uh, as yeah. you shave them down, they get better, Johnny. Like freeze dried um, parmesan, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> There we go. We've we've found the perfect ending <laughs> to this week's podcast. So yeah, we'll see you next week, and so will Doug Veliki, uh, the beer aficionado, and we'll see you for a podcast next Friday. Have a great weekend, love beer. The Bubble and Friday five PM podcasts are brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's craft beer channel. You can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash thecraftbeerchannel. And if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum, a positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and homebrewing. Love and beer. Yeah.